Welcome to another episode of Love This Bitch, the self-compassion podcast that teaches you how to love yourself, every part of yourself, including those human flaws that we all have. As always, I am your host, Lisa the Life Coach, and I bring you this podcast because this these are the kind of things that I've worked through in my life and I work through with my clients on a daily basis. And I'm happy to be able to bring this to you in this podcast free so that you can start, you know, tapping into this information, applying it to your life and living a life that you love and that you're present for and you enjoy. And I want to say every minute of it, right? Because the human experience is not always joy. But even when there is pain, that it can be pain that's just part of life and is not additional suffering that's coming from our mind and the stories that we create. And, you know, it's a more happy, balanced life. And even when you're feeling that pain, you can have that sense of this is life. I'm alive. I love my life right now hurts, but that's part of the the full experience. And it reminds me of those things that I love and that make me happy. So that's not what we're talking about today. But that is, you know, why I'm happy to bring this podcast to you so you can listen and learn these tools and start applying them to your life. And if you want help digging deep and applying this specifically to you, then I am here as a coach and you can reach out. We can set a consultation call to talk and see if we'd be a good fit to work together one-on-one. And, you know, the difference with that is just sometimes we, we can hear the podcast and we, you'll hear the things that I'm saying and you're like, oh yes, that makes perfect sense. And then when you get in the moment, it doesn't stick or you can't get it to click for some reason. Or you think, hey, yeah, that makes perfect sense. But in my situation, <laughs> right, your mind throws up obstacles and, and, and blocks and, and says, in my situation, though, this is true for me or this doesn't apply for me because. So if you have that going on, that's definitely a place where I can come in and help you see those blocks and see how your mind is working to keep you safe, but from changing and from doing anything different, right? Even if that means your happiness, because your brain is is only concerned with your safety and your survival. So if you're alive right now, it's like, we've got this. We don't need to change a thing. (laughs) Your happiness, not so much of a concern. But as a human being, you have that sense of happiness and that desire to have that in your life. So you can be like, okay, I see what my brain's doing here, but I'm going to feel the fear of the change and, and take action and do it anyways. So if that's where you're at, please reach out. I'd be more than happy to talk to you about one-on-one coaching. So anyways, to get into today's topic, I'm going to talk about perfectionism. I work with women with anxiety, but specifically, I tend to work with women who suffer from perfectionism. But I don't always mention that because a lot of those women, you know, people who are struggling with the same things that I've struggled with in the past, don't realize that they're perfectionists because it has the word perfection and perfect in it. And they do not associate, many of you do not associate with the word perfect. You're like, no, I'm not a perfectionist. I've never done anything perfect in my life. 
<laughs> so that right there is an example of a perfectionist thinking, right? I can't be a perfectionist. I can't struggle with that because I've never done anything perfect in my life. Well, no one has. So if other people are perfectionists, then you could possibly be a perfectionist. One of the ways that you can tell that you're a perfectionist or that you're suffering with some kind of perfectionist thinking is all or nothing thinking. And that's where, you know, it's, it's black or white, it's perfect or it's nothing. It's absolutely worthless. You know, if there, there's no gray area, which is common because our brains do not like the gray area. They like, there's so much information out there, so much stimulus and input. Our brains want to simplify things. They, they want it to be black and white, no gray. And once you latch onto an idea, then your brain looks to confirm it. Its main job is to prove that you're right and that that's true and to look for all the evidence that supports that and to discard any, anything that disagrees with it. Which is why sometimes people, you know, even if you present them with evidence, they still won't change their belief. They'll still double down on it. And that's because the brain is wanting to, you know, protect that sense of I know what's right and I know, you know, what is going on here. Because <laughs> it doesn't want to give that up and admit, you know, that it might not know. And then it has to go through all this information and sort things out. And that can be overwhelming. And the brain's like, no, we don't want to do that. We've got this figured out. Let's let's not. <laughs> so that all or nothing thinking is 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 key to seeing that you're having this perfectionist struggle. And it's very interesting some of the ways that this comes up. Like for example, with with self-care or self-compassion, people who have that perfectionist thinking, they'll say, Okay, but if I start having compassion for myself and taking care of myself, then I'll become lazy and selfish and indulgent and I'll never do anything for anyone else. <laughs> and that's that's a fascinating turn of events because here you are, you know, burning yourself out, giving all you have, you're exhausted and you know, constantly trying to do for others and your first thought is that if if you work on that so that you're not so burnt out and tired and you're able to give more because you've taken care of yourself and you've had rest and care and, you know, you can show up stronger and better, feeling better. If you start to work towards that, you're going to wake up the next day and be self-indulgent and lazy and just have gone completely past, past all the good parts and just straight to not doing anything for anyone but yourself ever. And I, I hear that a lot, and that's why I laugh because um, it it's it's funny. But that is that is how our minds work, right? We're like, oh, if I start forgiving myself and having patience with myself, then I'm just gonna let myself get away with murder. <laughs> no, because you can have compassion for yourself and not beat yourself up, which is never helpful, and still want things that require effort and growth and even struggle. You, If you love yourself and you have compassion for yourself, then you want to do good things for yourself. It, you know, I talked about it in the self-compassion episode. It, it's like being a parent to yourself, right? If, you're, if your kid makes a bad grade, you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, I knew you were an idiot. You're never going to be anything with these kind of grades. That's not how you're going to talk to them, right? We talk to ourselves that way. But you wouldn't say that to your kid. And then you wouldn't 
you wouldn't go in the opposite and be like, oh, well, you know, grades, it's just a construct. It's just a thing in school. It doesn't even, you know, some people aren't good at tests, which is obviously, which is true, but you're not going to tell your kid. So you're probably just not good at tests and just don't worry about it and just, you know, make Fs. If that's what you're struggling with, that's fine. <laughs> right? You're not going to do that either. Because even if your child does struggle with testing or, you know, is has some kind of ish- issue going on there, you still want them to do well in school because that is the common metric that, th- that people use for extending that education to college and so, f- so on. So you're still going to say, hey, it's okay. We didn't do well on this one. Let's look at it. Let's figure out what happened and let's see what we can do differently. You know, do we need extra time with the teacher? Did we just not study enough? Do we need to change the TV time schedule? Whatever it might be, you're going to come up with a plan to fix it. And you're going to encourage the child, you know, that it happened. People make bad grades and we're, we're going to work on it and do better next time. So, you know, that's the same way that you relate to yourself when you have that compassion. You don't just say, yeah, well, I love myself and... I'm going to take care of myself. So what I need is just always naps and chocolate cake and nothing else. That's <laughs> that's the all or nothing thinking. It's like, okay, well, if I'm going to love myself, it's just going to go overboard and that's all I'm going to do. And another good example of that was I was talking with, with a potential client the other day and they were in a job that they were unhappy with their job. You know, it wasn't what they thought it would be. It, they didn't connect with the work and they, you know... They, they didn't like it. They were very unhappy. And so we talked about how there are thoughts that they can shift to be happy at that job where they are and still have other interests and other things that they want to do that are a better fit or something that they want to pursue instead, right? You can be happy where you are at your job, for example, and still get another job. And so we were talking about that. And then she said, well, but what if I'm what if I become so happy that I just stay and I don't, you know, branch out and do this other thing that I want to do? Like I, I trap myself in this job because I'm so happy. (laughs) And it was just so, it was very funny. And, you know, very, it was a perfect example of that perfectionist thinking, because it was like, I'm trapped in this job, I can't get out. But if I work on being happy and not feeling trapped, then I'm just going to stay trapped, but I'll be happy, but I'll be stuck here. <laughs> so the worst case scenario for, for this person was that they'd still be stuck in that job, but they'd just be happy, <laughs> which is not a bad case scenario anyways, right? If you're happy, you're not going to feel stuck. But, you know, I, I talked to her about, you know, that's, <laughs> that's not the opposite. It's not the all or nothing thing. You don't leave your job because you hate it or stay at your job because you love it. And that's that, right? You can love your job. You can have, you know, great connections with your coworkers and still think, you know, I want to grow. I want something outside of this, right? She was working for someone else and, and doing, you know, sales work. And what she wanted to do was have her own business, like helping people. And so you can still love what you're doing in this one job and still pursue that other job, <laughs> Just because you're happy where you are and you work on that, it doesn't mean that you're never going to leave. And, you know, also, if you feel trapped but feel stuck and scared, too scared to leave anyways, 
feeling better <laughs> while you're there is not really the end of the world. It's still an improvement and still progress. And so that's just an interesting way that that perfectionist thinking kicks in. You know, when you start thinking about doing something or achieving something, you automatically go completely to the other side of it where you're still not, you know, not doing it, but just now for another reason. And that also connects to that other perfectionist thinking. You'll notice that if it's not going to be right, I'm not going to do it. If I can't do it this way, even if you're not using the word perfect, if you're just saying, if I can't do it right, or if I can't be good at it, I'm just not going to do it. You know, I'm not going to put something that's not as good out there. I'm just going to do something else. And that is that is a perfectionist thinking because you essentially you don't want to do it if it's not going to be perfect or it's not going to be just right. And the truth is that there is no just right and there is no perfect. And if it's something new, if it's something you've never done before, even if you're used to success and you're used to putting out good product or doing well in whatever it is you do, if it's something new and different, it's not going to be it's not going to be the same level of of output as the stuff that you are good at and you've been doing for a while. It doesn't mean that you have to stick to what you know or that's where your skills are and so you shouldn't change. It just means that it takes work and effort to to learn something new. And you can't get something right or even, you know, not that anything's ever perfect, but you can't perfect something if there's nothing to perfect, right? You have to put something out there before it can be improved or modified in any way. You have to have a product or have something out there that's being used and being tested and so you can evaluate and change. And so that idea that, you know, if it's not just right, I can't put it out there. It's just a perfectionist thought pattern that's keeping you from doing what you want. It's keeping you from trying something new, developing a new skill, learning and growing. You know, it can be paralyzing and you feel stuck and you feel like there's so much more I could do. I have potential, but what if I fail and I can't do this? or I can't do it as good as other people, and I should be able to, so that just means it's not for me. You know, you have all those thoughts going on, and, you know, it keeps you stuck, and it keeps you where you are, and even if that is somewhere where you're putting out good good product or valuable work, whatever it is, you're still not happy because you think that there's more, but you're too afraid to do more because it won't be as good, and that's a perfectionist thinking pattern that causes a lot of pain and heartache instead of when you're actually in something that you are good at and you love and you that's what you want to do right you don't want to change you don't want to grow at that time you're exploring that avenue and going you know you're not at a plateau you're good and and you're growing because you've gotten to that point of of success where you know what you're doing and it's working and we all want to be there but nobody wants to be you know in the peaks and valleys that it takes to get there but the truth is, is that that's part of it. And when you get to that place where you feel stagnant and stuck, then, you know, you there's a mindset issue there. Either those are your thoughts that you need to look at in order to be happy where you are, which is fine, and that's possible. And you can work on being happy where you are, whether you're going to leave or not, as I said earlier. Or, you know, you're wanting to do something else. You're feeling a call, a pull to do something else, but you're too, 
you're too scared because you know that there's going to be failure and that it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to be right. And you want to, you know, avoid the the pain, the judgment, and, you know, essentially your own thoughts. Because you know if you fail, you're going to beat yourself up and judge yourself, even if it's in the guise in your mind of, people think I'm a failure. People think this was a flop. People think this isn't any good. They think this. They think that, right? Sometimes our inner critic dresses up as they and them and people. And even specifically, sometimes it'll be like, well, my parents think or so-and-so thinks. But the truth is, we don't know what any of those people are truly thinking and feeling. And those are just our own thoughts. Even if those people said that, we wouldn't know why they thought it. But what happens is that we believe it. So we adopt those thoughts or we even adopt those thoughts and say that other people think them because that's the evidence our brain is then looking for because we believe this is true. People think this. So then we're looking in anything someone says or does for confirmation of that. So that's that all or nothing thinking and then the thinking that, you know, I can't put anything out until it's just right or perfect until I'm good at it, until I've met some kind of standard. So those two things are signs that you're struggling with perfectionist thinking. And then also just those ideas of right and perfect and the fact that they're holding you back, that is a sign that you're struggling with these perfectionist thoughts because there is no such thing as perfect. And those standards that you have, and I'm not saying that we don't have standards, right? But there's a difference between, you know, putting something out because you've worked on it and worked on it, but you're like, oh, I'm not ready. You'll never be ready. And you realize, oh, those are just thoughts that everyone has. I have to put this out there and take that next step before I can get any further, get genuine feedback and start making changes, taking action, having that momentum and growing. But if you're just waiting on this ideal of perfect or just right, or this is how it should be, this is how I should be, you know, these are perfectionist thinking and they hurt us because there's no such thing as perfect. Everybody has a different idea of what would be just right or perfect in any situation. And what we're looking for with that is that we want something to be so good before we put it out that we're not going to have to face, like I said, our own judgment of any failure. But so we're not going to have to hear criticism, rejection, or anyone say, this is a bad idea, this won't work, this is no good. You know, we, we want to avoid all of that pain and hurt because we don't know how to deal with it and because we believe it. But the truth is, it doesn't, it's not going to change. You can argue that you could lessen it <laughs> if your product was, or your output or whatever, the performance, whatever it is, was a, a certain level. But the truth is, is, there will always be people who will not like it, who will not think it's good right? I mean, think of like ideals of beauty. Obviously, we can see that they're different in all different in different societies, right? But just even look and think of who your favorite actress is or actor and that you think is just gorgeous and amazing. Go Google them. Go ahead, Google. You will find that there are people who think that they're untalented and just disgusting looking and just just horrible and just can't stand them. Obviously, these are people who are sharing those kind of opinions on the internet. So when you're looking at it that way, you're just like, oh, well, they're just internet trolls. 
But it would be the same for you, right? If you put something out there, say it was on the internet, say you're doing a live for your business or some kind of post or promotion on social media, you know, if someone hops on there and says, you can't do this, you're horrible at this, this is no good, look at X, Y, and Z that you messed up, that (laughs) you could look at that the same way with that celebrity. You'd be like, okay, this person is just a troll. They obviously have some kind of struggles and issues that they're dealing with that that they felt the need to come on here and, and share all, all these opinions with me. Or you could look at it as, can I learn anything from this? Is there any constructive criticism here? Or is it just coming from that kind of a place? You know, you could look at it those ways, but instead you know that you're going to believe it and that you're going to say, oh, my product, my performance, my live, my information I was sharing, it's crap. <laughs> I suck. I can't do this. Because that's what you believe on the inside. And that's where the work is, is your belief in yourself and your value and what you're doing. But that shows that, you know, that perfectionist thinking is that you're wanting to get things so good or so close to perfect that you avoid that. But it's just not possible. I mean, even aside from from like a celebrity, something, a sillier example like that, I mean, any business, any person that you might admire their business, their career, their family, you will find people in their lives who will criticize it and tear it apart and just not have support for it and not think it's good. You know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes those people are, people are trolls. Sometimes those people are coming from a place of their own deep hurt and issues. But sometimes they just have completely different ways of seeing things and how things should be done and put out there. And it's just different standards, right? I mean, with the celebrity examples, I just my partner and I, we talk about celebrities sometimes, and there's ones that he likes and he thinks are gorgeous and wonderful. And I, I'm like, okay, I don't see that at all, right? And then there's ones that I like, and he's like, I don't know why you like them. <laughs> so just opinions and standards of what's good, what's right, what's perfect, it's so varied. It varies. And so there's no way to make something just right, just so, or just perfect. And We have this idea in our head that these are our standards, but really they're usually influenced by all these other factors and how we believe other people are going to think and feel about it and what that means about us, our value, our abilities, you know, our worth. So if you're having any of those kind of the all or nothing thinking or I can't do this until I know more, until I'm ready, until it's perfect, until it's right until it's as good as so-and-so. Or if you just believe that there is an absolute perfect (laughs) or right way to put something out there, these are signs that, that you are a perfectionist. And if those thoughts are causing you anxiety and pain and preventing you from taking action towards things that you want in your life, whether it's um, asking for a promotion, asking for a raise, asking for um, something you need in a, or want in a relationship, starting your own business, growing your business, writing your book, even if it's going to the gym, right? Anything that you want and you're having the feeling that, well, I'll, I'll just overdo it. I'll go too far with it. It, it. You know, <laughs> it'll be a disaster. Well, when I get this, when I know this, then I can do it when I'm ready when I've done this, this, and this, when it's, when the timing is right and perfect, then I can do it. Or, you know, when I have 
this many years experience, this much education, this, 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 you know, that checklist of what it makes, what makes it perfect, what makes it just right, then I'll do it. And you're not doing anything, right? You're not planning small action steps, smaller goals to get to those big goals. You just have those big goals and then this belief that you'll work on them one day, someday, when I have the time, when I have the money, when I have the education, on and on. If you're struggling with that, you know, and you're, you're plateaued or you're stuck or you're frozen, then you definitely have perfectionist thinking and to the point where it's causing you a lot of pain and anxiety that is unnecessary and you don't have to suffer with anymore. So listen to this episode. Think about how that all or nothing thinking is working, right? And question it so that it loosens its hold. And think about these ideas of right and perfect and failure and look at other people that you respect and admire and see that it's a process. Getting it right, you know, or to a place where the majority might think it's right. It's it's a process and it, it includes failure and it includes version one, version two, and the things that aren't quite right or aren't the best, but it got out there. It got used, reviewed, tried and tweaked, and then it grew and changed. And then it became, you know, what it is that everyone, which is not true, but that everyone seems to love or admire or use. So that is just a part of the process. And be be open to that. Be Start letting go of this idea that the failure is unacceptable and that anything less than just right or perfect is unacceptable. Because these thoughts are holding you back. And something that's not quite right <laughs> is better than nothing at all. Because once you get something out there, even if you're like, oh, it's not ready, it's not quite right, that's like we talked about, that's when you can start improving and making changes and tweaking things. But if you just stay with that, it's never right, it's not there yet, and you never put anything out, then you have nothing. Something is better than nothing. And sometimes you have to get to that point where you say that and you let go. So that is all very surface level. um, But you can start seeing how to apply those mindset shifts and that thinking and how that will help you start taking action towards those things that that perfectionist thinking is keeping you from. And again, like I talked about in the beginning, if you're like, oh, (laughs) this is me, these things are holding me back, you know, and I am beating myself up inside and creating a lot of anxiety and judgment on myself. And I want to know how to break free from that, then please reach out to me, Instagram, my website, Facebook, Facebook's not the best place as far as messaging me on my page, but you can message my personal page or reach out on Instagram or through my website, email me, whatever it is, reach out, take that step, right? It might feel, it might feel like you're at the top of the roller coaster, but hang on, it's going to be a wild ride, but it's going to be fun. It's terrifying. You might scream some. (laughs) When you get to the end, you're like, wow, that was amazing. I wish I could do that again. So, you know, reach out. Don't let your fear hold you back any longer. And don't worry that you're going to do a complete flop or switch, I mean, and be laying laying around, lounging, having people feed you cake. Unless that's what you want, and then we can work on that as well. So I appreciate your time today. I hope this has helped you realize, one, if you knew you're a perfectionist, but you didn't realize, you know, how much it was holding you back and causing you pain. And then if you 
also, if you didn't realize you're a perfectionist, but now you see it, awareness is the first step, right? Awareness precedes change. So now that you know it, you can start looking for when those perfectionist thoughts pop up and they are um, causing you pain and holding you back. And I hope you have a fabulous day, loves. As always, I'm here for you. Reach out and just go out and, and love yourself and love your life right now, today, in this moment, because that is all we have. Thank you.